You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. I know this life is the title of this devotion. I know this life. You know, there's different kinds of life that people live. You know, there's certain things that become familiar to us that we really come to enjoy. And, uh, and you kind of, oh, I know this life. Yeah, I know what it's like to live this kind of life. And I think if there's any kind of life that should be recognizable to us and should be something that we enjoy above any and everything else, is the life that we have with the Heavenly Father through the Son, Jesus Christ. And that we know this life and that you can walk into a church in some town or city or place or country where you've never been and they speak a language you don't know and they sing songs you don't recognize, but you go, oh, I know this life. <laughs> yeah, I know this life. I mean, I, I have this often, but I'd like it more often to be honest, but I meet people. I, yesterday, or no, no, time flies. Okay, just recently, I was driving with Virginia the road and I saw this car and this lady in the car and it was like there was something wrong. So I said to Virginia, let me just check if she needs some help. So anyway, I started talking with this lady and her car had broken down and, you know, and I helped her move it to, to be able to park it, to get it out of the way and all of that. And so, but, but I mean, I just knew this life. And before you know it, we're praising the Lord together. I'd never met her. And it just made me happy beyond measure. That's the life that I have in me, the life of the Son of God was also in her and, and it just connected us. And we had a lovely, lovely time. Her name was Pauline, a lovely lady from Whitstable, I think. That's where she comes from. But anyway, we just really became friends in the few split seconds we had together there. Why? Because we're in the same family. We have the same father. We have the same Savior. We have the same Holy Spirit. We draw near to the Father by the same life, the life of the Son of God in us. We pray maybe in, in unique ways, but it's by the same Holy Spirit. And it was wonderful to meet another family member I'd never met before. I know this life. And so I want to read to you here 1 John chapter, 1 John chapter, Five, starting at verse 9, okay? 1 John chapter 5. If you receive the witness of man, well, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness God, of God, which he has testified of his Son. This is what God has said about Jesus, that he who believes in the Son of God has the witness of God in himself. He who does not believe God has made him alive because he has not believed the testimony, the report that God's given of his son. 
And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. I know this life. I know it. I know it. I can meet people from different languages, from different cultures, but the life is the same. It's the life of the Son of God. And, and I just am so happy that the Heavenly Father is so pleased for you and me to have this life living in these earthen vessels uh, and that we may live. The Apostle Paul in one of my favorite scriptures, you know, people would ask sometimes, Pastor, do you have a life scripture? Do you have a scripture that you would say, oh, this is my life scripture? I think this one, Galatians 2.20 or Acts 2618. Uh, Acts 2618. Uh, oh my, 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 my brain is, 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 <laughs> is, um, uh, it's a beautiful scripture. I have to look it up right now. It just won't come to my mind. How silly. It's a scripture I always love and pray. I have appeared to you for this reason to make you a witness to make you a witness. And, and, and then he says, uh, anyway, it just won't come to me. That's silly, isn't it? But then you have Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live it. But the life which I now live in this body of flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. The life which I now live I know this life. The Apostle Paul knew this life. He knew Christ. He knew Him. And, and you see, this is, I think, one of the great gifts of our salvation, that we know Him. You see, Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10 talks about this covenant. You shall no longer have any man that needs to teach you to know me, for you shall all know me, even to the least you shall know me and I will write my laws in your heart so you'll know what I want uh, uh, and uh, so that you will want what I want and I will write my laws in your mind so you'll know what I want and, and your lawless deeds and your sins I will remember no more. And that's the covenant, that's part of the covenant that we receive through Christ that we get an inward knowing of, of the life of the Son of God. We know Christ. I know Him. I know Him. This is eternal life that you may know the Father and the Son. And you have this inward knowing, perceiving, recognizing that is eternal life working in you. And that is the spirit of faith. That is the spirit of faith, like it says in Habakkuk 2, verse 8, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith, Habakkuk 2, verse 4. Oh, I am sitting here talking to you, and I'm just, it, my, my, my mind keeps kind of, kind of interfering with me a little bit about that scripture I told you. That would be one of my life scriptures that just wouldn't come to my conscience right away. 
And he says, um, okay, he says, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That verse 18, I love that, that Jesus said, I've appeared to you for this purpose, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance. And it just reminds me now that I just, boom, that it wouldn't come, that I need to bring it back to my prayer time, that verse. Because I find that one of the great callings of any of us who love the Lord to open people's eyes and turn them from darkness to light and the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Let's really believe today that we who know this life are able to share it with others. Let me take you to, for a moment, I have two more verses, so it's it's not too long of a devotion today, but it's Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Just listen for a moment, a few verses. It pleased the Father that in him, that's in Jesus, all the fullness of himself should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Oh my goodness, come on, you can't not love this. That through the body of his flesh, through the blood he shed on the cross, he has now reconciled you so that he, Jesus, can present you holy and without blame, holy and without blame, above reproach in God's sight. In other words, it don't matter what after the flesh you had been, there's absolutely no more charge, no more charge, no more charge. Indeed, if you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you've heard, which was preached to every creature on the heaven of which I, Paul, also became a minister. You need to keep this, this spirit of faith. I know this life. I know this life. I know this life. You know, I know I've shared this story because it, it, it's dear to me. My dear, dear pastor friend, Pastor Whaley, in Boise, Idaho, I, I, I think I may have met him or heard of him, but we had never really spent time together. And I was traveling from place to place in the United States preaching, which I've done since 1979. I've preached all over America. And I was on my way to go preach somewhere, but I had the kind of ticket which they had in those days, it's a long time ago, 20 years ago, that you could just go and stop somewhere and go on and didn't cost anymore. So I called Pastor Whaley. I said, hey, Pastor Whaley, I'm on my way there, but I have... I have this day and I have this 
hours, and to get there, I can fly through Boise, Idaho. Do you have any time for a cup of coffee? Oh, yes, yes, come. So I flew to Boise, Idaho, I got up, he took me to a restaurant, we were having coffee together, and the young lady came to fill up my cup, which it's part of, they give you more coffee for free. And as he filled my cup, and I'm talking with him, like I'm talking to you, I looked up to her to say thank you. And when I looked up to her, in me, I knew the life. And I looked at her and I said, wow, you're a Christian, aren't you? She said, can you see that? I said, oh yeah, I look at you and I see the presence of your heavenly Father living in you by His Spirit. And the moment I said this and bore witness of the truth, it was like I was shining a mirror on the life in her and instantly the Holy Spirit filled her afresh and anew. And she began to weep and she said, I thought he had left me. You see, all of us can sometimes get low where we don't know. And you trying to know, but you don't know. And maybe it's not because you got low, but maybe because you were unthoughtful and, and went off and went in the wrong direction and, and made some wrong choices and gotten hard through the deceitfulness of the sins in this world and, and you just kind of got away from God. But how often throughout the scripture, and I've talked to you about this last week in the devotions, that the Heavenly Father says, return to me, return to me, return to me. Oh, come on, we have so many beautiful stories in the Bible in Luke chapter 15. Jesus describes the love of the Father, how it is expressed in two sons. And he says, this father had two sons and the younger one said to the father, give me the inheritance that's due me. And the father divided the inheritance between the two boys and the younger after a while left the house and wasted his, his inheritance in prodigal living and ended up in the pig's day. And, 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 and when he was hungry and would have fed himself with the food of the pigs, they wouldn't give him none. And he came to his senses and said, you know, the least in my father's house have it better than I, and I'm here starving. I'm gonna return to my father and say, I've sinned before the heaven and you, and I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me like the least of your servants. And as he was on his way, Jesus said, the father saw him afar off and run to him and hugged him and kissed him, put new shoes on his feet, a new ring and a new rope and had a feast and everybody's to celebrate. My son was lost, but he's found. My son was dead, but he's alive. And Jesus shows <coughs> how we could sometimes go back to death and go back to the land of the lost. Is that possible? Pastor Robert, are you serious? When you've shared in the power of the age to come and the life that is eternal and the glory of God that you could go back to the land of the lost and the place of the dead, those who have no spirit life with God, oh yeah, you could go there. I don't think you will completely feel like you belong there because I think the seed will always in you gnaw at you and gnaw at you that I, I'm not part of this world and I'm not, I don't belong here. And how that is the Lord pulling on you, return to me, return to me. Come on, Ed, come on, return to me, return to me. And what a good joy when you finally say, okay, okay I've got to return, I've got to return. I've got to return. You know, I want to close with you with this little bitty story that I recently remembered. In 1942 or something like that, my father 
It's a long time ago, 1942. My father was working in New York City, in the Bronx, in a Jewish restaurant, uh, where they would have pastrami and other kinds of meats, delicious. Oh, my goodness. Don't talk about food right now. And my father was on his way to work, and he was walking through the streets of the Bronx, and there was a drunkard laying in the gutter, cuddling his empty bottle of alcohol, sleeping. And when my father was walking past him, the Spirit of God came upon him so mighty that he fell on his knees and was weeping and weeping under the presence of the Lord. And God spoke to him and said, John, do you know you're no better than him? And my father got a revelation my natural father, Yoel Masbo, got a revelation of God's love for lost souls, for those that have lost their ways. And then God said to him, John, what are you doing here? And my father returned to Holland and became a great missionary there, an apostle of the Lord Jesus and throughout the whole world. But you see, this is knowing this life and making it known to precious souls. And God wants you to live in that knowing and He don't want that knowing ever to be lost in you. And He will watch over it and He will keep feeding it so that you can keep living in the knowledge of the life that you now have from the Father through the Son. Amen. Have a good day.